Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, after the rain, comes the frost and the fog as the weather once again tried its best to ruin another weekend of local sport. But it didn't quite beat us. Sit back and listen to Joinsley, Eden, Craig, Rob and Paul as they talk about a dry Saturday at the Sports Village, a soggy Saturday in Mansfield, a frosty Saturday everywhere and the fog came down to try and ruin everything. And... With a bit of luck, we're going to keep an eye on the FA Cup third round draw. I'm Mick Bradley, this is Radio New York Sport, and these are the weekend headlines the gang are going to be talking about. And we start with rugby and New York Rugby Club put their league woes to one side as they majestically marched into round five of the RFU Intermediate Cup. Will Britain's boys running in six tries at Kellam Road against Stafford? Are we dreaming of Twickenham in the spring? The fog came down at the Sports Village, leaving the referee with no alternative but to abandon Newark Town's match against Askin. With 70 minutes played and the Blues 7-0 to the good, it seems it's down to the CMFL Management Committee to decide if the result stands. Or to put it another way, anything could happen. Flow serve didn't even get out of Newark as the Pidgeot AFC Mansfield was deemed frostbound four hours before the kickoff. It seems a little strange to say the least. The decision was not left until a little closer to the kickoff after all. The sides are not that far apart geographically. They try again tomorrow night. Frost permitting. The frozen pitches didn't quite completely beat the hockey club. All the morning matches being postponed. But we found a couple of games for Paul to talk about. On to Sunday and you can't keep the ladies from playing football. They lost 3-2 at the Sports Village against Mansfield Town. Eden Tranter is going to tell us all about that one to come. And four Newark Striders brave the cold Lincolnshire coast at the Skegness 10K, Stephen Tomlinson, Gemma Latham, Natalie Sellers and Tom Stimson. As they say, I bet that one was bracing. And New York Tennis Club's men's first team enjoyed a fantastic result beating Farnsfield. A result that keeps them comfortably at the top of the table with two more matches before Christmas. Before we actually go around the grounds, though, we're going to have a... The world is in the wallies. It's something we normally do on a Thursday night, but uh, as you know, it's Sports Awards Week this week, so this is the only show we're going to have a chance to tell you what happened to our local football teams, or at least the ones that played, on Saturday. So here we go. Collingham lost 2-1 at home to AFC Bentley. Mark Sinclair got the Villagers' goal. Collingham remained 12th in the table. Disappointing on two factors. One... 
it was thick with fog and they couldn't see what was happening. And two, Bensley had gone down to ten men. Not that I suppose anybody would know. Grantham, just like Newark Town, abandoned due to fog. Matlock were 2-1 up when the referee said enough was enough and um, off they come. And I think the fact is, in Mansfield's Mansfield's, in Grantham's 135-year history, that was the eighth abandoned match that they'd had. I'm sure Pitchside Dave will have a, a list of the other seven when we talk to him a week on Thursday. Curtin Brickworks drew 2-2 with Gedlin South Bank. Uh, but that wasn't the big news of the day from the Brickies. The big news is that Matt Wade has stepped down as manager. Wonder where he's going to turn up next. We'll keep our eyes open on that one. Icombe Town were in Lynx Junior Cup action at Moulton. 2-2 at full time. Moulton winning 5-4 on penalties. And the Lincoln Moreland's also in Lincolnshire Cup action. Um... They beat Timingham Town by six goals to two. So they're throwing to the next round. A shot for Bingham Town, though they lost for the second time only this season. 2-1 at home to Woodford Park Rangers. Bingham stay top, but Southwell are now only two points behind them, and the chase is most definitely on. Cleefhawks Town lost 4-1 at Worksop Town. But Bourne Town went down to Huntington and come back with a 4-2 victory. Julian Jochin with a couple of the goals. And matches at Sleaford Town, Lincoln United, as Lockton and Southall all called off. Southall actually waited until 10 minutes before the kickoff, before the referee decided that uh, the frost wasn't going away. Maybe they should have had the referee there at uh, Mansfield. Wait and see what happens. So, pitchside Dave picked his worldies and sent them off to me born town are his worldies because they've stopped the rot and his wallies are cleethorpe's town for going all the way to worksop town and getting smashed for one okay it's time now that we go around the grounds this is something that we do every um monday night and um we're going to start off by um, looking for an, an old friend. And the old friend, of course, is is Tony Joins. And uh, that is going to be Newark Town Chapter. Let me see if I can find him for you. We're going straight to the uh, to the phone lines, and I think we've got Tony. Tony, are you there? Hi, I'm at your Oh, on. that's excellent. That's one out of one I've managed. Um, well, the fog came down. That was uh, that doesn't happen very often. Has that ever happened to you before? Um, I think in playing days, I think I can remember a couple of games that got called off that we'd started with uh, fog, but uh, not since uh, we've been uh, obviously we know at town now. 7-0 up, the game's effectively all over and done. I mean, I tried to figure out what the rules are. I thought it was 75 minutes. Some people told me 70 minutes. 
and at the end of the day I'm told it's down to the CMFL um, league committee if it should be replayed or not. I don't think Askin would be too keen to come back to Newark. Uh, no, I think um, from talking to Luke, uh, the Askin um, management and uh, players were pretty much said, look, you know, it's you know, we're not going to get seven goals back in 20 minutes and, you know, we don't want to come down here on a rainy night on a Tuesday, you know, so uh, as far as they was concerned, the result stands. Um, but we had a situation uh, two or three years ago, four years ago, um, where we played Blidith and uh, we was 4-0 up uh, until, unfortunately, one of their guys had a bad leg injury, uh, a broken leg, as it turned out. Um, 83rd minute games abandoned uh, everyone was shaking hands on results standing and unfortunately the league made us play it again right at the end of the season um, so it is down in their hands and uh, you know I'd like to see a little bit of common sense prevail but you know at the end of the day that's what committees are for and watch, we'll make that decision watch this space watch ok the question I've got to ask you is that you've been at the helm of Newark Town before and you work for yourself and I think the pressures of ringing round looking for players and all all that entails um, was proving hard and you was Damo's sidekick his right hand man whichever word you want to call it and it, su- it suited you down to the ground yeah, Damo's yeah. gone does that put you back in the position where you're going to spend all day Friday trying to find a football team um not so much now, no, because we have got a very good core of lads um, that we've got playing for us at the minute. Um, to be fair, it's about two, three years ago since I was actually at the home. Uh, things like WhatsApp and uh, and all these things, you know, social media sites that uh, teams seem to work with now weren't really around at the time. Um, so, I mean, to be fair, uh, with uh, Damo and uh, Luke... Um, Luke normally sends the uh, WhatsApp message out and then pretty much the lads are very respondent and obviously they get back pretty quickly. There might be the odd player that you, know, you, that you have to chase up but pretty much it's all done within 24 hours. So that side of things, the side that did actually used to get to me to be fair when you're chasing players like say at half past eight on a Friday night and half past ten on a Saturday morning um, you might have the odd one but uh, it's very rare nowadays with this especially with this group of players we've got at the minute they're all fully committed to the cause so um, that side of things at the minute is not really an issue Good, That's. I mean that is a plus how, how is it, is that I mean I know you're going to be working alongside Luke but uh, yeah. how do you envisage it changing to your the way that you do things obviously probably a bit more intense on picking the team well yeah it probably means I'll probably have a little bit more of a say uh, obviously with Luke um, you know I, I know Damo's made the decision at, at the end of the day I know it's been a tough decision for Damo to make um, I know deep down he didn't want to leave the club um, but obviously as a job opportunity within the football game it was a you know it was a fantastic opportunity for him and I know he thought long and hard over the decision um, I did speak to him uh, a couple of weeks prior to him actually deciding that he was leaving, obviously having a chat about the future of Newark if he was to take that decision to go, um, to which I had a chat with him and uh, I basically said, look, you know, you need to make your decision first on what you're doing and then we'll sort out the rest uh, and deal with the consequences after. Well, obviously that came last Wednesday night when he told me he decided to take the job. 
Um, so obviously, you know, the club as a whole wished him all the best. Uh, he's left the club in a fantastic position, you know, on and off the field. Um, and with Luke, um, I had a big chat with Luke um, on the night, and uh, you know, we both agreed that we can take this on from where it is now. Um, spoke to all the players that signed on and registered, and uh, we've had a very, very positive uh, feedback. So yeah, the lads are all still behind us, um, and like I said, you know, Damo's left us in a fantastic position, and. Uh, uh, between myself and Luke, obviously, you know, Luke will predominantly be playing. Um, but uh, obviously, on the sideline, like you say, I've been there and got the t-shirt on the sideline. It's not, it's not something I'm new to. So, um, hopefully, between ourselves and Luke and the uh, people we've got working around us, with Muno and Stuart and and Emma and everybody like that, you know, hopefully nothing will change really, apart from obviously Damon not being in the dugout. So, so moving forward, um, yeah. Rumour has it that Saturday's home match may not take place? Yes, we've got an early uh, heads up that uh, Dronfield might be, I think, is it the Derbyshire Cup? I'm not sure. Sheffield. Sheffield Cup, sorry. Uh, Yeah, they might be involved in the Sheffield uh, County Cup, so if that is the case, then we might not have a fix to Saturday, yeah. To be honest, you're probably not going to be too bothered about that, because I think you've got 16 matches left left to play so and um, including only five at home so knocking this home match back into the new year probably is not going to bother you that much is it um it's a bit like consistency really we've got a tough month of fixtures coming up um we've got Arworth and Denton um you know I think we go to Phoenix and uh, I think we've got uh, Rangers in between them all as well. So we've got a tough... I mean, obviously, to have a week off, obviously, uh, lads aren't playing competitive football. Um, yeah, it's a, for me, I'd rather have the fixture and keep that continuity right. yeah. going of, of, of winning games as we have been doing. Because um, then all of a sudden, before you know it, you find yourself coming up against Dinnington, Harworth, you know, in this back end of this month. And uh, for me, keeping playing... Keeping getting positive results, scoring goals, it keeps that fluidity going. And you miss a couple of weeks, um, and before you know, you start getting a little bit stale, um, you know, and a little bit last of stun. We can't afford that against teams like Dinnington and Arworth, who are obviously up there challenging with us at the minute. And of course, all eyes are uh, sort of automatically going straight to that Dinnington match, aren't, aren't they? Which you know is it's not a title decided. We know it's not a title decided, but hey ho. It's, it's going to have a massive say within the title, I think. Yeah. Um, yes, I know there's a lot of games to be played after, but um, obviously we played Dinnington down our place 0-0, and I think uh, uh, they was more pleased with the point than what we was, to be honest, because I think on the day if we'd have put um, one or two of the several chances that we created um, in the game away, then obviously you know we'd have been sat in a better position, but... You've got to give a lot of credit to Dinnington. Dinnington, like ourselves, was battling down the bottom end of the table last year. Uh, they've obviously had a new manager come in, and obviously they've worked the wonders there. Um, I think it was they went on probably a league record of the amount of games without conceding a goal. Um, so you have to give Dinnington a lot of credit, and uh, you know, uh, along with Harworth, um, looking at the league as it's situated and panning out at the minute, I would say you're looking at a three-horse race at the minute between the three of us. So a massive game for us, yeah. I, I think you're probably right. Tony, I'm just going to 
leave Newark Can for a moment. Yep. Um, the FA Cup draw is on while we're sort of um, talking. I don't know if you've got it on in the background as well. The first tie-out was Chelsea against Forest. Wow. Yeah. Since then, <laughs> we've got Wolverhampton Wanderers against Man United. And now we've got Rochdale or Boston United will play Newcastle United. If talk, Josh yeah. Burkett's Boston United can overcome Rochdale in, in a replay at York Street... Newcastle United coming to York Street in the last season, football is going to be played there. It doesn't get much better, does it? Well, it's, uh, let's just say it will be full to the rafters, I think, there, won't it? <laughs> uh, if, if that's the case. I know they've got a tricky away tie, obviously, to get through, but um, they played quite well yesterday, to be fair, what bit I saw of it. Um, so, yeah, they've got every chance, and what a great fixture to kind of motivate them to go into, definitely. This gets better because my phone's bleeping away and it's just come up. Liverpool v Everton. Oh, well, there you go. Inside Derby in third round. I haven't got it through on here yet, but my informant, Mr Cobb, is normally spot on. Um, Sheffield United against ASC Fylde, one of the non-league clubs. <laughs> They've been rubbing their hands. What a fantastic day for them, guys. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's what the FA Cup's all about. You know, I've been quite fortunate to be able to play in it over time and uh, managed a few games when I was at Ayrbury and, and it's a it's a magical day whether it's the third, fourth qualifying round to qualify or the first round proper or whatever it's, it is a magical cup and uh, you know the only thing I've got with the FA Cup at the minute is that I do wish that some of these so-called big size uh, give the cup more credit and put out better size than what they normally do exactly um, but anyway you know yeah, it's, that's it's a, a yes, great I'm, day for them. I'm with you on that one Tony, we'll catch up with you. Um, even if they don't play on Saturday, we'll still talk to you next Monday night because it's always great to talk to you. Great stuff. Okay, mate. Thanks, Thanks Tony. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Tony joins there, who's going to be talking to us every single Monday night, um, not just about Newark Town, but about football in general. So, uh, got chatting away to Tony, and we're already running late, but uh, that's how it goes. Next up, let's try and find uh, Eden Tranter and find out what the ladies was up to yesterday. <laughs> Okay, straight back to the phone lines, and we're going to try and uh, catch it. We've talked to the Newark Town men. We're going to try and uh, we're going to talk to the Newark Town ladies now. And of course, uh, the vice captain is a great friend of this show, is Eden Tranter. But she, she was actually missing yesterday. But I'm reliably informed she's done all their own work, and can she give us a fantastic match report? But before we talk to Eden, um, this FA Cup draw is getting better and better. Um, for the ones of you that know Gary Clark at Flow Server, you'll know his Port Vale mad. Manchester City against Port Vale. I wonder if he'll be at Lowfields or the Etihad on that day. Mr Clark, we need to know. Anyway, back to the football that matters. Eden Tranter. Eden, they lost without you. They did, yeah. I was gutted. They were 1-0 up when I left. So I left with uh, with obviously the best of hope that they'd managed to get through the game and unfortunately just lost 3-2. So disappointing for us to lose lose such a sort of derby tie for us really but um i'm i say i'm reliably informed that they they absolutely threw the kitchen sink at him towards the end and we're unlucky to not come away with a point um this this of course included mansfield's young lady who had played in the portuguese top division yeah um and she did look like she knew what she was doing yeah, you don't you don't play at that level without knowing what you're doing. No, yeah. you don't, do you? No, and once you'd managed to turn, she was away. That um, it, no, it, but the what I saw before it because it, it, it was freezing, absolutely yeah. freezing. Um, 
Newark put on a good performance. Who was your goal scorers? Um, so Jess scored both of them again. The Doctor Spice was in there with another two goals for herself. <laughs> um, I only saw the first one, but uh, and the first one came from a brilliant free kick from uh, standing centre half Gemma. I mean, we were missing eight eight regulars yesterday, so for him to come out even with a three-two, well, with a three-two loss, they did themselves proud to fight till the end. But yeah, Je- um, Gemma put in a great ball over the top for Jess to just latch onto the end of, and you know what she's like; she didn't really miss many. Um, and then I'm, I'm reliably informed by our skipper Polly that the second one came. She went charging from just after the halfway line. Jess did. She had people clipping at her heels all the way, but she managed to get through and slot it in the back of the net. So um, that was. It. I think we the, we got the second with about ten minutes to go, and for the last ten minutes we just piled on the pressure and were really really unlucky to not get a third goal and at least get a point out of it. So um, I think the biggest problem is going to be hanging on to Jess. To be honest. Nah, she'll stay. She loves it with us. Good. That's what that's that's what I like to. That's what I liked. I've liked to hear. Um, I think when I looked, you even with yesterday's defeat, you're still six in. What looks to me like a very strong table because there's a lot of big name Nottinghamshire clubs in 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 that league. Yeah. So um, obviously you've got Forest up there, Mansfield, Hazery Mills. Um, they're all up there. They've all got they've all got strong sort of um, development sections and things like that. Um, but uh, unfortunately for us at the minute, it seems like we make hard work of it against the teams that we should be competing more with, and then <laughs> compete better with the teams that we shouldn't stand a chance with. To be honest, with you. but um, we've, that's something that obviously we've got to iron out. We've got a we've got a long break now, so we've got no games now till after Christmas. Um, so yeah, we are sitting pretty in the middle of the table at the minute, but there, there are teams below us that have got quite a few games in hand that they'll be catching up with before Christmas. But I, I would suggest you're very satisfied with how it's going so far because it, it, it is a building thing. We've had, we've said before, we've had so many false starts with ladies football in Newark. This time, it looks to me like you're on a bit of a roll. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we've got we've got a nice team together. We all get on with each other. Um, we're all we're all there's, there's no real individuals that are trying to play for themselves. Nick, to be honest with you, it's all about the team. Um, yesterday, as I say, we were missing eight players, so we had people playing out of their regular positions, but battling right through to the end of 90 minutes. And you can't really ask for any more than that, other than for them to give their all for 90 minutes and they give their all for each other. And even at training, we have such a laugh together. I mean, we've got fundraising. Obviously, we've got this big break now up to Christmas, so we've got fundraising efforts going on. So we're all getting together for a quiz night that we're holding at the Rutland on Thursday. Um, and pretty much everyone from the squad that isn't working or whatever is, is going there and doing things out so obviously we've got a Christmas meal for ourselves so doing things outside of football as well as it is to making us go from strength to strength on the pitch Are you double booked for Thursday night then Miss Tranter? I um, for, um, the, no sorry the quiz is Friday night Right oh, Now I'm in trouble here um, <laughs> Yeah the quiz is the quiz is Friday night um, but yeah I, otherwise I would have been double booked if it was Thursday wouldn't I <laughs> So you got the quiz night wrong and you got the venue wrong last week I know I'm not doing well here am I I'm <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great you're doing great and i, I say that because um I, I haven't got a clue what's happening on Thursday night but I, I have seen your cricket um team's name is down there um at the sports awards evening so um we'll see you then and uh the best of luck is all i can say thanks Nick. yes i'll see you there on thursday but isn't it nice though that you know um 
explosives and the rugby clubs and all the big boys, if you like, and the towns, um, and someone has put forward Bolton Cricket Club second team. Yeah, it, it's I, I just think it's. I just think it's lovely. Yeah, it's really nice for us to get recognition. There's, a, there's often a lot of focus on our first team and sometimes the second team miss out, um, despite the fact that they've done obviously really well. So it was really nice to even be recognised for the, for the achievements that they made this year. I just it's, it's it's lovely. It really is. So uh, we'll we'll catch it with you on first tonight, Eden, and then uh, no more football until after Christmas. So um, well, we'll probably talk to you again because I like talking to you. Feelings <laughs> mutual, Mick. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I have to check the dates are right and the venues are right and the times are right. But you I know, know. You, have to, you might you might as well not have me on, Mick. You might as well do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're much more fun than me, Eden. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, see you we'll catch you soon. soon. Thanks. Bye bye. Eden Tranter there, and all the news from Newark Town. Ladies, let's um, change codes now and uh, and talk and talk rugby, and let me try and find Mr. Rob Wildman. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8pm, with Mick and Tony. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport missed one of our shows don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk okay we're now going straight to mr rob wildman and that means of course we're going to be talking rugby good evening rob shall we try it with the button press down good evening rob Evening, Mick. Ah, you are there. Good, good man. Can you hear me? I've got you. Yes, sir. It's all forgetting to press buttons and things like that. Um, well, what what can you see? We won. The league form goes completely out the window, and you absolutely smash Stafford. Absolutely, Mick. Uh, Um, And it's your job to explain it. We won forty points to twelve. Fourth round, uh, RFU Intermediate Cup, Midland section. Uh, and I'm told by all reports it was, it was one of our better, better performances of the season for once we made a really good start um, as listeners will know that we've often started slowly this season uh, but uh, on Saturday we burst out of the blocks and had a very good win um, I think it's, it is it is that it was the performance, Rob, that was needed, wasn't yeah, it? Absolutely, no, no. We, we've been stuttering away, and as you very rightly pointed out last week, our, our poor record over October and November. So we needed a good cut win, and hopefully now we've, we have got two tough back-to-back league games away, starting at Matlock on Saturday, and then we, we, we play Casuals, and then uh, the last home league game before Christmas is against Ashbourne on December 21st at Callum Road. But Saturday, no, we, we, we saw a little bit of a change team as ever we, in, this, in this level of rugby. You know, we, we're swapping and changing each week. Will Britton, our captain, started at fly half in, in the absence of Matt Cox. Who, um, that's not available every Saturday. Uh, Will stood in this, this Saturday and played very well from all, all accounts. He was backed up by Alex O'Dell at Scrum Half, who, who had his kicking boots on, and, and he kicked some, some really good conversions. Alex kicked five conversions. In all, we, we scored six tries, and there was two each for uh, the two wingers. Billy Charles, who was back in the first 15, he's a little bit of an in-and-out season, but he was certainly in on Saturday. He got two tries. Uh, Reese Overland, who's been a pretty well 
one of our most consistent players over the season. He got two, and there was one for the flanker Josh Stamp, who's a, who's a new guy this season. Uh, he's coming from, I think, John was from Sleaford. He's done very well for us. He got a try, and then the final try of the game was uh, Aloisi Wakalivu, a budder to his friends, one and all buds. Um, one of our uh, well leading players over the last decade. He, he got he got the sixth and final try, and it was good to see that the team um, was John Webster at number eight. He's come back in in the last few weeks. He's come back from Vancouver. Uh, John's been a regular in the back row last two years. Um, he's been away in Vancouver working, but he's now back. Uh, in the area and he's been done very well at number eight and in the back row alongside uh, Josh Stamp Uh, there's Ed Poulsen who's a a student up in Manchester he was at Lock Ed's been playing for um, Manchester Met University up up in Manchester and he's done very well up there so good to see him in the team Uh, and there was one ever present we were just doing the stats the other day up in the front row Jordan Hempstead um, is the only player from the stats I've seen he's, he's played every game so far this season so well done Jordan I'm saying uh, well done to him uh, he's the only one to put his head above the parapet every Saturday <laughs> uh, good man and then looking at the team um, Budder at centre um, he was partnered by Tux he's uh, a new guy who's coming and joined us another, another Fijian local Fijian from the local Fijian community he, he's now forming a pretty regular partnership with with Budder at centre um, and we had Toby Taylor at fullback who's been playing on the wing and, and pretty much a regular so all, all in all uh, it, it was a good heartening uh, performance and on the bench we had it was Dave Garland came off the bench he's been injured um, people um, regular watchers will know Dave he's a former captain um, he was injured in one of the first games of the season, so he's now back available. He was on the bench Saturday, came off came off the bench to help out. So all in all, a good win, and we're just um, uh, awaiting the draw. There'll be some, at some stage this week, there will be white smoke from the RFU bods. And uh, looking at, we're now in the semi-finals of the Midlands section, and there were three contestants. Are Leek, who beat Matlock, 23-22. Um, Mulvard, who beat... Northampton Old Scout was 29-14 and the other team who, who were through to the, the Midland section semi-final Leighton Buzzard 23-7 winners over the team from rugby up Old Laurentians Now I know you're um, you like to go around the grounds which one of those three if you are going to go away would you like to go to? Um, which one haven't you been to? I haven't been to Leek or Malvern I think I've been to Leighton Buzzard in my in my travels, but I've never been never been to the Malvern Hills. That that'd be quite romantic, wouldn't it? We uh, Saturday in the Malvern Hills, um, but it'd be quite a trek. So I think we want a home draw, Mick. <laughs> yeah. About three years ago, we the last time we got to the Midlands semi-finals, we got there by default a little bit because we went to Earlsden at this stage of the competition in the fourth round and got beat by the the Coventry team only to get a call on the Tuesday or the Wednesday of the following week saying Earlsden had played an unregistered player and that we were we were in the semi-finals and the, they made the draw and we were, we were promptly packed off to Whitchurch which is beyond Stoke on you know passed over the M6 into deeper Shropshire uh, that was on a cold foggy January Saturday so I think we really want a home draw yeah, it would be nice home draw and a big crowd mm. at Caddenham Road in, in my 
distant memory. Do, can I remember you going and playing at Preston Grasshoppers, or am we I did, dreaming? That was in another RFU competition. That was in the old days of the... Again, in another format, it was a similar competition. I think they did call it the Intermediate Cup from memory, but it wasn't as... In those days, it was, there was a bigger spread of clubs from, from different leagues. This this competition, this re... Or, uh, what's the word? Uh, reformatted competition. The, the, this Intermediate Cup is, is from a narrower band of leagues. I think this is just this one just covers level six and seven, whereas when we went to Preston, there was a greater band of leagues, if that makes sense. Uh, um, a greater band of grades. So we did trek off to Preston Grasshoppers. Um, and I think in the past, obviously 20 years ago, we trekked off to Penrith, uh, and we lost Penrith um, again. That was in when the Intermediate Cup had a, had a greater band of, 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 of grades, uh, and then in the really dim and distant past, uh, the team played uh, knew it played when the John Player Cup was in its pomp, which was a bit like the FA Cup of rugby before the game went professional. This is way back in. Um, the mid '80s, uh, Newark played Dudley Kings Winford and beat Dudley Kings Winford in sort of the first round of the John Player Cup, and the reward was um, an away trip to Nottingham <laughs> in the John in the, in the second round of the John Player Cup. And um, in those days, obviously Nottingham were very very strong, and, and uh, but the Newark team of they were the three counties champions of that era. Uh, although they got well and truly beaten they had a great day out at Beeston but that was probably the last time Newark and Nottingham played a really competitive match so that was um, 83, well, over 30 years ago Yeah. just going to take you away from Newark for a, oh. a moment then you can come back and oh, I was just waxing lyrical there you was, you was doing very well we can, I'm not really going to say about this one to be honest uh, really? where are you plucking this one from? Leicester Tigers Leicester Tigers, yeah um, all the big names was back, but they yeah. still got a bit of an hammering at Northampton. Yeah, hammering. They got an absolute toasting, yeah. Uh, and looking at the table, if you take Saracens out of the equation, who mm. aren't going to finish bottom, mm. effectively, the bottom, what the heck is going wrong? Good question. You're um, the expert. Well, many Tigers, <laughs> uh, Tiger fans I know are, um, they've been spitting blood and feathers all season about selection and, uh, even though results were a little bit better um, overall, and there was, the, the performances were promising a little bit more. Uh, certainly, sat Saturday was a step back, and they had all six England players started at Northampton. It was a terrific game, and I must admit, Northampton played very, very well. Uh, but Leicester, uh, um, well, I think if you if you were in football parlance, then um, changes will be made. I see there's various things on the the websites today saying about Jordan Murphy I, there must be changes coming there uh, I can't see him I can't see the Leicester board allowing this to continue it, it was you know Saturday's defeat was a bit of a bone shaker I mean we, uh, we, we more, more importantly the way Leicester conceded the tries um, doing the stats after the game that they, they lost seven seven line-outs on their own throw, which in a professional level is absolutely unforgivable. Well, I, I was told today there was a line-out almost on the try line to Leicester, that they managed to lose, and they lost mm. a try at the other end through it. I mean, that is... No, no, it's serious. We're in... Leicester played very well for the first 20 and then fell away alarmingly, and Northampton took full advantage, but Leicester didn't help themselves. They, um... 
they lost, I think, seven lineouts on their own throw. And, and you're quite right. I think that was in the, in the first half. Uh, Leicester threw long and um, uh, away Northampton scampered. And they scored some very good tries in Northampton. But Northampton have played some very good rugby and they've got a bit of a stranglehold over, Nor- uh, over Leicester. I think they've beaten Leicester four times in a row now, which is the first time since 73. There you go. Just pluck that one out of the air. We... we, we s- talked 12 months ago around this time that no way Newcastle Falcons were going to get relegated it wasn't going to happen and they got themselves into such a rut they couldn't get out of mm. they got relegated could it happen to Leicester Tigers? I think it could no looking at it now I, I, I must admit I didn't think that was possible uh, this time last year but looking at the um, the way they're playing I don't th- well again I, uh, I've been going to watch Leicester um, you know 30 years now I've been going to watch Leicester um so I can't believe it can happen. Um, and some of my uh, closest tigers, the people still, who still talk to me, um, they were uh, uh, hiding their heads in uh, in worry on, on Saturday night. Wow. So they are the serious um, alarm bells going, yes. So Falcons did go down, Robin. I know you said this time and time again. Falcons did, did go down, and half the team, the better players, have obviously gone off because they want Premiership rugby they've still winning the championship but it's an absolute canter we have got 13 teams for a 12 team division haven't we yes it really is that I, simple again, there's all kinds of talks going on as every in professional rugby we just had the fallout with saracens and, and their points deduction so there's all kinds of um talks going on about future formats um there's all kinds of suggestions that, you know, the two, to have two conferences of, say, seven teams. But it, it all, and then it all boils, boils down to money. Um, the 12 teams or the, or the 13 teams don't want to give another share of money away to a 14th team. So you get down to brass tacks and, and money will dictate the format of, of the Premiership. But no, there's, there's things afoot and it's an ever-changing picture. Let's go back to um, where we like best and that's Callum Road and you have got a couple of tough games it's never ever easy going to Matlock is it? No again um, in our away form is not the greatest and, and, and we haven't played very well this season in the league games and um, yeah, we, we, we've got to go there with a positive frame of mind we've got to, we've got to start well um, all that all, all very simple stuff um, you know Matlock are fourth in the table at the moment uh, doing quite nicely although they lost in the cup on Saturday um, and w- They've played two more games than we because we, we, we've obviously had the two away games postponed at Lincoln and Loughborough. So we've got we've got ground to make up, and we we need we, we need a positive start at Matlock. And I, I'm sure you know we, we have we have won there. Um, generally, Newark Matlock would, would go with home advantage, but uh, we, we can win at Matlock. There's nothing stopping us, and obviously Saturday showed we're, we're very capable of of scoring tries. Are the junior pitches up and running yet? Good question. Um, I would think with the dry, drier weather now, then we, we, next weekend, I would, I would think we, we would hope to get back to something approaching normal. Because we, uh, we, we need to see people rugby back at Kellen. Watch out on the website. I must admit, another yeah. person to thank on from Saturday was uh, you know, the, the groundsman, helped by David Rhodes, who, who's a, a local farmer, and um, the, the first team pitch was, was in. Um, spectacular condition considering the, all the bad weather over the last few weeks 
Um, and you know, the, the biggest problem on Saturday proved to be the, the fog. Was it playable? Through the fog, could you see... Oh, we're not, Michael, we're not starting that one. No, we're not. We won't go there. We won. You've been discussing all autumn muddy pitches, and now you want... No, we're going to go on the fog. Games the fog. I like me weather. Look, I'm sure the players, they left the dressing rooms, didn't they, and they all got back in. Now, whether we lost any in the in the fog, I don't know, but they, they all got back inside. So, <laughs> you know, none went missing in the fog, no. I'm sure we'll be all right. Rob, thank you so much. Anyway, we're, we're, at, we're at Matlock. Matlock. 2.15 kick-off. Right, Rob. And the vet, if you want some rugby, Friday night, the vets are playing at Kellam Road. Uh, they're playing Moderns. Um, so it's our vets, all all stars of yesteryear, um, are trying to find boots this week, and it's a 7.45 kick-off against Modern. We might even see Rob Wardman playing. Well, I don't, I don't think I'm invited. Thank you. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, bye-bye. That was a wonderful Rob Wardman then, talking all things um, rugby. Right, we've had a bit of a problem trying to get hold of um, Craig. He's, um, he's on babysitting duties tonight, you see, so he's had to make sure that... Um, they're fast on so what we're doing now is we're multitasking because we're trying to ring craig as we're talking to you just a reminder it's liverpool against everton in the fa cup and if boston united overcome that's the phone you can hear by the way if boston united overcome rochdale in that replay at home to newcastle united how good is that Hey up, Craig, here we go. You are actually live now on... You're live on Radio Newark, Craig. Can I, Can we hear you? Are you there? Good evening. Good, Good evening. evening. Are, are they in bed? They are. And Thank they're you. fast asleep? <laughs> yes, I hope so. That's all that really matters. <laughs> well done, Craig. Um, you was extremely disappointed on Saturday morning. Everybody was very disappointed. Um, I can't understand how they can call the game off four hours before kick-off, but... Uh, they did, and I, I have got faith in the man that called it off as well, so I suppose it, we've got to accept that it was frosty. You go again tomorrow night in the Vars? Hopefully, yeah. It's still cold, isn't it? So mm. <laughs> hopefully we don't get the same problem, but um, yeah, I think obviously there's a, build, there's a big build-up leading into the game, a lot of time and effort goes into planning for it, so you just want it on, but I think obviously in hindsight, it's probably, uh, it was probably the right decision at the time. The game I did go to watch at Grantham was called off after 60 minutes, so... Yeah. And, and it does give the lads who have been playing football twice a week, what seems to be almost every week, it has given them time to put the feet up a little bit. It does, yeah. It's, it's frustrating because obviously yeah, there's a lot of people that make plans and um, change the plans and sort out travel arrangements, etc. for games. And I just think if they've got a chance, let's give them a chance to, to get the game on. I'm not, um, um, I'm not a great one for... Um, working out things in advance and you've got to beat AFC Mansfield tomorrow night before you even start thinking but they did do the draw today and um, once again Flow Server going to be on their travels if they beat Man- Mansfield um, yeah. going to Congleton or Longridge Town I had to have a look where I know where Congleton is because it's just north of where the daughter lives um, Longridge Town is just north of Preston yep Lancashire yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm in Blackpool perhaps if I look at that I I said to Sharon before I come out <laughs> you watch where this is going <laughs> um, but you're going to be the first to say aren't you you'll you'll think about that after tomorrow's over yeah of course um, like I say there's no point in dreaming about the next round um, we've got to get past AFC Mansfield first which is uh, which is a tough ask obviously the carrots there again for both clubs now the draw's made um, 
nothing there's nothing in it when you get to, sort of to this level but the, the, the tough game for, for both clubs yeah. Mansfield ourselves and Congleton and Longridge just a very so, quick look at some of the others um, Worcester yeah. City against Coventry United Hebben Tan go to Vauxhall Motors both those two teams are are highly fancied the one that stuck out for me like a sore thumb was West Auckland Town against Walsall Wood mm. um, and Stone Market Town who are running away with the Eastern Counties League they're at home but as you say whoever you've got now you're getting the big names of Step 5 football yeah yeah they're all they're all there and they're all there for a reason you know they've won 34 games to get there um, so you're playing it as the best like I say the best Step 5s around so there's going to be an area you pass obviously it's it's as big a competition for all of us, so everybody raises the game on the day. Um, but we've got what we want. The team have got what they want. They're playing somebody that they don't play in the league, and it's a Congleton and <laughs> or, or, or Longridge. Yeah, and you know, yeah, first things first, though. Outside the league, something different. Um, and if you can't get it at home, then let's have a day out and give it give it a best shot, sort of thing. So tomorrow night, it's tomorrow. Quarter yeah. to eight kick off. It is yeah, quarter to eight kick off. Um, hopefully, everyone was planning to go on Saturday can still make it. Mm. And tomorrow and we'll uh, get wrapped up warming up for something to cheer about brilliant Craig it goes without saying that uh, the whole of Newark wish you the best of luck thank you very much and um, we'll um, we'll catch you again next Monday night thank you thanks Craig bye bye Craig Roach there um, daddy duties and um, football duties all in the space of half an hour it can't be bad and that of course leaves us with hockey and the wonderful Mr Paul Halfpenny who's coming up next Okay, to Mr. Paul Halfpenny. And I thought at one stage on Saturday when I was uh, coming back on the coach from um, from London and I couldn't find any hockey played anywhere, I thought, no, disaster. But Paul, the man that he is, did find me some hockey and um, the weather didn't completely beat Newark. It beat the men's first team and it beat the ladies' ones and twos, though, Paul. Good, good evening, by the way. Good evening. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I <laughs> So living where I live in the sort of uh, the depths of wilderness, um, you, you got up Saturday morning and you thought there is no way any hockey is going to take place today at all. And one by one, it kept coming up on Facebook. Ladies ones cancelled, ladies fours cancelled, ladies threes, and it went through. Alex was sulking. Men's ones were cancelled. But that was an early game. That was a ten thirty game at Loughborough. Um, and then bizarrely, we, we were about to go out and do our own thing, and then bizarrely, um, Simon Higgs, like, yes, the men's twos are on. I'm like, really? <laughs> and we got there, and Alex was complaining all the way, he can't see the pitch, it's got to be frozen, as he does. <clears throat> and, uh, yes, it was, it was played. Um, I must admit, it was like watching Watford play football, but, uh, yes, they played. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Was this at Newark then? This was at Newark, yes, and the mist cleared enough so uh, <coughs> from the centre of the pitch you could see both goals. I'm not quite sure if one goalkeeper could see the other goalkeeper though, but um, from the middle of the pitch you could actually see both ends. Because <laughs> the perennial problem at Newark, of course, is, is, is the sort of frost patch underneath the, the Kerome, isn't it? Well, that's that's what we thought, but, but the sun didn't have any part to play, to be honest, after... What time would it be? About sort of ten o'clockish. The sun went to bed. It, it went behind the mist. Um, so, I, so I really thought that um, there, there was no way that any games would go ahead. But the temperature got up enough, and and uh, the pitch was playable. So did Alex get a run out for the twos then? He did. Oh, yeah, the crafty so and so. And um, Newark took the lead, one nil up, and um, Beeston came back. 
made it 1-1. We went ahead 2-1. And then they came back. And two further goals in the second half sealed the, the win for Beeston. Um, shame, really, because uh, our ex-chairman is, is coaching that uh, Beeston team. So uh, it was a double delight for him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was... Um, when I say it was like watching Watford, it, it, it's it's a bizarre type of hockey that they play. It's it's as though everybody's got their own style. There's, there's a lot of talent in that team, but they've got their own, their own style, and it just doesn't come together. Um, I mean, I, I really sympathise with Sally. I mean, she was pulling her hair out of the side. Um, and it's it's very similar. It's not dissimilar to the team I was left with. Uh, for my second season with the men's ones a few years ago very very similar um, lots of talent, lots of young talent but it's, it's just not gelling together, they've not quite got the idea when to pass the ball when to take on players and like I say it's just like watching Watford I always agree with everything that Sally says and does I want <laughs> brave enough to do anything else um, so that was the twos and there was another game as well wasn't they? Well, I've no idea how this game went ahead. Yes, the men's threes followed the twos. So they started, uh, what time would it be? About half three? Under floodlights. And By I this time, all the football matches was being abandoned. Yeah, and we drove, because we, we, um, we were going somewhere, we had to be somewhere. So we had to leave pretty much straight away. But you drove out the car park looking across at the game... And you could barely see the halfway line, let alone the top <laughs> of the pitch. So <laughs> it was it was really weird. Um, the, the match report on Facebook just says a very mixed performance in difficult conditions. Well, I think that's an understatement, to be honest. <laughs> but um, they won five two, so they are now level on points with Trent Uni at the top of the table. But of course, Trent Uni, their game was cancelled, so they've yeah. got a game in hand. <laughs> and um, if I'm very much mistaken, there was hockey yesterday afternoon. There was, yes. There was no hockey in the morning. All the children's hockey was cancelled and the under-10 nodi matches were cancelled. But the mixed game went ahead. And I'm so pleased it did because Newark were victorious by eight goals to one against Bourne Deeping. Excellent. Did and you, that's about uh, all I can tell you on that game. You didn't get a run out then. I mean, how close are we? All, how close are we to seeing Paul Halfpenny back playing hockey? May have some news next week for you. Right. It obviously has to be sanctioned by Mrs. Halfpenny. <laughs> yeah, don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to say a word. <laughs> Yes, um, I had a bit of a relapse last week, I'm afraid. Oh um, but uh, I, I think that was actually alcohol-induced. So. <laughs> Paul! <laughs> my alcohol on my medication was absolutely fine, but obviously it's not. No. So, yeah, so I had a bit of a relapse and uh, learned something, but, you know, how can you not have alcohol with Christmas coming? It's, it's just not right, is it? You can just pack him with the medication for a couple of weeks and hope for the best. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the ladies have obviously got, and, and the men have got that game to get back in. I'm assuming no, they're not. It's not going to be sort of rushed in before Christmas, is it? Oh, I, I think with the men, they're they're more relaxed. But you know, we've we've spoke about the the ladies' middle and league committee before, yes. and, and 
oh, if they insist on something, they'll insist on something. And if Newark want to do something, I'm sure they'll do tell us to do the opposite. Um, we're not exactly popular. So um, we don't know. We, we play Ashbourne a week on Saturday in the, uh, in the Cup. So we've got this other game with Ashbourne to get in the league, which we should have played last week, which is absolutely crucial. And this game at half ten versus Derby. Um, so the least crucial game out of all those is the cup game but that's the game that will take preference because it's an England hockey cup game so um, I would like to see it played in, in the January break to be perfectly honest when we've got plenty of time to fit it in but whether the league agree to it or not well that's anybody's guess well, it, it makes sense but as you quite likely point out with these league management which is the sensible solution and what they actually do is two different things entirely Absolutely, yeah. And I can also confirm, I found out um, last week, that uh, the three points that's been deducted from Northampton is most definitely because we got them the wrong umpire, which I think is unbelievably harsh on Northampton. <laughs> it was harsh enough on Newark, but... I am so pleased we're taking our own umpire to Northampton. Read <laughs> 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 that... into that what you will. <laughs> that is shocking. <laughs> Isn't it? It's shocking. It is. I, I, I do feel for them. I, I, oh no, that is an awful decision. But um, I, I'm, why? Why are we not surprised? No, I know what the league would have said. They would have said, "You, sh it serves you right. You are supposed to take your own umpire wherever you go." So there would have been no sympathy from them at all. No, it's a, it's a sport that we all love, and we all love to play, but they make it difficult. Paul, thank you so much. You're welcome, as always. Really appreciate that, and uh, let's hope for a nice sunny warm weekend fingers crossed <laughs> thanks paul bye-bye bye-bye well there you go we've got through it we've talked to everybody not quite in the order that we thought was going to talk to everybody but we have spoken to everybody um right the rest of this week we are at the dukeries sports center tomorrow night we're at southall rugby club on wednesday night and we're at newark rugby club on thursday night why it's Sports Awards Week and we're giving out the gongs to the great and the good of Newark and Sherwood Sport. All three venues, you're very welcome to come along and be in the audience. Tuesday and Wednesday, normal showtime, 7 till 8. Thursday at Newark Rugby Club, an extended show until 830 because that's the night we named the Warwick Lane Junior Sports Person, we named the Sports Person and uh, a very special name is going to go onto the Roll of Honour big week in Newark and Sherwood Sport but tonight it's a big night for Aidy Crampton because he's going to come with his look at the 70s and Andrew Channing of course he's over on DAB and he'll take you into the night from me and me alone Good night. <laughs>